welcome to episode two of Love, Jess, and I. I am your oh, game yeah. master for the night, of course, Turkey. And I'll be here all night. That's right. And I'm here with three amazing people, Grouch Couch crew members, and dang all some of my dang all best friends. This week, from left to right, starting with Proteus, tell us who the hell you are. Hello, I am Proteus. I will be playing T-357, also known as Test, a workforce, and I'm ready to get going. Part of the crew. We couldn't hear that, Turkey. Oh, let me fix it. Love you too, Sora. Thank you for 21 months, Tier 1, Sora. You fucking rock. You fucking rock. Cheers, friend. Um, Continue on, Connor. I'll fix this. Hello, everybody. I'm Connor. You know me from my work. Here on the Grouch Couch, and I'm excited to get back into it. And hello, <laughs> I'm Fishy, but you already knew that. I am playing Bumble in this season. I am very excited to see what other shenanigans I can pull off tonight. And you'll see, you'll see, I'll do it. It won't be pretty, but it'll be great. Yeah. Last week's reel of Bomblin shenanigans was at like 4,000 views on Instagram. So you know what? Keep it up, Fishy. <laughs> I'm It'll be You're awful. It, buddy. Just you wait. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Um, I can't wait to draw oh. it. Rob, man. No. You, you Rob, rock. man. Cheers. You rock, Rob, man. You're a rock, You're a breath- Rob, You're breathtaking. That's not the same kind of compliments when you put it it's that not. way. It's not at all. Um, and I am so excited to be here once again, rolling dice with three of my best friends. This is one of my favorite things to do in the world. I look forward to it every week, and I'm so excited to be here doing this. So thank you all for joining us. Thanks, these crew members, for being here. Um, I'm in love with this campaign so far, and I hope you guys are too. All right. It's been 30 years since the mysterious heroes arose and banished the Mind Flare colony back to the astral plane, saving the people of Mead Harbor. In those 30 years, the king of all Intoxica, Rufflecock, has defended his crown more than once. The last time this happened, a war raged amongst the realms and almost destroyed all that was once peaceful in our world and has since turned everything upside down. The Jarl and leader of Helmfirth, Rania Rook, a female dragonborn, believed Rufflecock not strong or smart enough to lead our great land, so she took up arms and amassed an army. At her side, Mead Harbor and its leader, Zidilak, the gnome, and his army of auto-gnomes. The king, of course, retaliated by calling upon all of the friends he had made over the years, including the Oakheart Kingdom, the Hippogiffs from the Astral Plane, the Firebeard Dwarven Clan, and an army of Warforged robots that were created just for this war. Many years passed during this war. Intoxicants picked sides, and blood was shed all over the world. In the end, Rufflecock was victorious, leading his own army riding on a valiant steed into the last battle at Mead Harbor. The war was won, and Rania Rook was pushed back into the mountains of East Grip. But at a cost, our king, battle-scarred and worn, now lays in his deathbed in Stein Kingdom and awaits to crown his successor before he spills his last breath. Warforged now walk amongst the people of the realm, and without the war, they are lost and without a cause. They are wildly not accepted in most places, and intoxicants don't even accept them as people and constantly call them names wherever they can. The war and bloodshed also caused dragons to wake from their hundred-year slumber, 
and they rule the skies once again, raining down fire and brimstone on local farmsteads and towns. This has caused a majority of the worshipers of gods to be without churches or steeples, and most have lost faith. Even the mention of a god is replied to with a spat at your feet. The goblins, who have slowly been developing technologies like gunpowder and bombs and trade relationships, allowing them to gain independence and are wildly accepted in most major cities due to their trade and are now demanding sovereignty far south in Eradrum. Common Steel City, a city of the people. It is, by and large, the most civilized city in Intoxica. Yet civilized does not mean safe, nor does it mean easy to navigate. Common Steel is huge, with multiple districts and harbors for trade on the river that runs right through the middle. And after all this, Common Steel City stands strong, in large part due to its unrelenting loyalty of its people to the king. They await his decision of who will get the crown next, and all Jarls of all independent realms and cities, even factions and guild leaders, have thrown their hat in the ring to try and be the next true king. Some have even heard rumors of a dragon vault hidden somewhere in the central cheer, and have come to Common Steel City to try and search it out, in hopes that the gold they find there will help them win their way to the crown. But they aren't the only ones trying to find the Dragon Vault. Riven Raz fails. Raz, well, you're standing in this room. Um, I just thought about a thing. Sorry. You you managed to step on an old picture frame down on the ground that Bomblin had taken out of a box while he was searching them earlier. It's an old frame that had a picture in it. And so you step right down on the glass and the glass cracks. And then outside the door, you start hearing the murmurs of a few guards, and it gets louder and louder. You need to hear until you hear one of them right outside. And he's like, All right. I know you're in there. Come on out. Why don't we do this too? Because we don't know who wants to act. In this first scene, let's roll initiative so we know who's talking and what the marching order is. 
Ooh. God damn it. Oh, there's not really an initiative roll. There's not. Just a d20. Okay. Looks like e357 is going first. And then we'll go counterclockwise. You are. When he says that, come out. I know you're in there. What do you do? You want to pass? Or what do you do? No, I believe I have a plan. Okay, what do you got? I would like to open the secret door and right. address the person outside the door. Bomblin, do you have something to say about that? I don't think you know how hiding works. Yes, but this is a warehouse owned by my guild. The illegal guild, Mike. Your guild. I was informed that it was illegal. (laughs) Of course I wouldn't tell you that it's illegal. It's implied. Crime syndicate? It's all right. I think it's funnier that T357 didn't know that it was an illegal guild that murders and sells weapons. I think it's funnier that way. This is a perfectly legal operation. Oh my <laughs> god! Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> love that. Okay, Bomblin. Got anything to say? As T three five seven, you reach down and grab this lever by the hand and look over to him. Nope. All right. You pull the lever and it opens. <laughs> And there's a guard standing there. He's fairly tall. He's got like black hair kind of coming through this knightly helmet. It's kind of like golden inlaid. And he has like red kind of like uh, clothing underneath this shiny silver armor. And he's a little bit taller than all of you guys. Maybe about seven feet tall. For a second you think maybe he's some kind of like half giant or something like that. Um, And then he... Is standing there with a the torch and he waves his torch and you can hear the fire as he waves it to like come on out let's go and he holds his torch up high and as you three step out of the room you can see there are about four five maybe even a couple more stragglers total like eight knights acquisition all around here and one of them in the far back kind of looks familiar like you've seen him earlier on the docks like earlier that day um, but they're all kind of standing in the dark he's the only one holding up a torch in front of you and he looks at all three of you and he's like, All these dead bodies, you're here hiding in an illegal warehouse. I'm gonna need you to uh, explain yourself. Hiding is a bit of an overstatement. We got trapped in that room. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, T357. I'm going to need you to make me a charisma check. That's pretty good. Can't see what it is. I also cannot. It's a 15, um, which totally meets the target number. Success. He's like, okay, so uh, trapped, huh? Did these Legion people uh, trap you in there? There's another guy outside, blondish red hair, short kid. He said he was trapped here, too. Yes, 
We were walking by and a commotion broke out and we were mistaken as other members of the kerfuffle mm. and were yeah. led upstairs. Uh. All right, yeah. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, faction fighting, stuff like that um, happening around here. Hey, I got to say, um, y'all need to stay safe out here, all right, because uh, it's not... Um, it's not it's not good all right to be out here one thing i will say you know best not to meddle in criminal matters you know, leave the dirty business to the knight's acquisition that seems like a logical reason to stay out of trouble yeah yeah and then he like waves around his torch a little bit to like look and nod to his fellow knights and as he does the torch goes over the face of one of the knights standing next to him. And right away, D357, this face looks familiar to you. And now I would like you to make me a wisdom check with your plus one. See if you can gather why this face looks dis uh, familiar to you. Hi, Scott. What's up? Dirty dude. 16. Hell yeah. As the torch goes over his face, you can see this. Man with like a chin strap, black beard, a scar over his eye. He's got like a buzz cut. And he's like standing there with like a toothpick in his mouth, just kind of like twiddling a dagger. And this description matches one of the last assassination contracts that you got before you got demoted at the Legion. This is a. It was. An Ironhead who got promoted to King's Acquisition, and he's dirty as shit. He's been meddling in all different kinds of stuff, or so you've been told. He's been giving gold to the wrong people. He's been, like, beating people up and being all kinds of a piece of shit. Um, and you got your last contract to kill this man that never got fulfilled because you got demoted. And he waves the torch around. He looks over at him. And he nods, and he looks up better, and he's like, Hey, Sajik. Hey, just let him go. I mean, who cares, right? These guys are dead. Can I go stab him? Stab him a little bit more just to make sure they're dead? And he looks down at him, and he's like, No, that's, that's, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Is there anything you want to say before I pass it over to Raz? Officer. Yeah. Speaking, speaking on things that about staying out of trouble. Mm. And I would like to lower my voice module just a little bit so it's more of a whisper. All right. I do believe I have witnessed that man. Doing illegal activities. Does he work undercover? Keep wanting to say, I have this name for him in my head, but I know legally here on the Grouch Couch, I'm not allowed to name anything. So, chat, please use name a thing and name this evil Knights Acquisition guy who was supposed to be assassinated. There's a name a thing command at the bottom of chat. Y'all can click that bad boy and make this canon in our world. Um, but he whispers back to you and he's like, Who? 
Oh, Mr. You know, little stabby guy. He likes to stab people all the time. No, we, we actually just promoted him recently. He came around. He bought all the Knights Acquisition beers, didn't he? And he high fives him. I would maybe look into where he got the funds. I and bet you we can make killer kebabs. And then I would like to. Oh, all right, Scott. Hell yeah, buddy. Hell yeah. We'll get to that in a sec. Like, Go ahead. I would like to leave my companions out of the building. Okay. So there is, um, there's like an upstairs still. Um, and you, you can. in the upstairs. No, you're still on the bottom floor where you came in. Um, but there is still an upstairs you have not um, searched yet, so you have two options. You can kind of wait around for these Kingsguard to leave, and then you can go up there and search it for stuff, um, or you can just leave without them and come back later. Now, as being a part of the Legion before, you've been to this warehouse before, I'm going to say, P357, but you were never allowed to go upstairs because you were too low on the totem pole. They wouldn't allow you up there. So if you ever wanted to, now would be the perfect opportunity to get up those stairs and see what's going on. But it's up to you. I believe be a fish slapper. Be... Fuck off, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean swampy fish slapper? Ha ha ha. My apologies. Right. I so. believe it would not be advantageous to hang around with police and dead bodies. True. Do you want to have a little team meeting about it? What do you guys think? Raz? Yeah, I'm assuming like at this point... Are leaving? They, yes, uh, they kind of like... Rest. They separate a little bit and all the knights kind of like start looking around in this bottom floor. And stuff like that they're not really paying attention to you so if you do want to talk amongst yourselves you're more than welcome to do so well i'd like else? to drop this damn sword once per day the day isn't over oh, the the day isn't over no God still the same day damn it i mean that damn it okay fine whatever i guess i'll keep fucking holding it right guy moliari I like Moliari. I like that a lot. Um, so maybe we'll do that. Survival. Um, okay. So you guys just want to bounce right away? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Bumbling? Like, I mean, like we could go look upstairs, right? I think so. Right? Look really sus. That depends. We can do make it look here. Yeah, yeah, like we don't know how to get out of the building and stumble into the wrong room. But going up a flight of stairs seems a bit counterintuitive. That's only if you put too much thought into it. I don't want to be like talking, but also walking towards the stairs. Nice. You just gotta like, like you just gotta understand that the stairs is just another ordinary. Oh, I won't go in the wrong way. I can't really go upstairs. I can only go downstairs. But right. 
We, I mean, we're, I'm just walking up the stairs, explaining that if you walk upstairs, nobody's going to really wonder why you're walking upstairs. See, stairs were made for walking. That's just what they do. But having a alibi is always a good plan when dealing with corrupt police. Is it? I don't know. You guys are going in circles. So, Bomblin, you go up the stairs. Um, absolutely. No, it kind of just goes up to like a balcony a little bit. That kind of overlooks down below of everything that's happening down below. Um, but as you get up there, there are like a bunch of boxes kind of stacked up. Um, some of them are knocked over. You can see inside of them, and it looks like there's like, I don't know, a couple few dozen of like these wooden sandals that were totally in style, like last season and they're no longer in style so there's just like boxes of these wooden sandals and then over towards the corner there are three doors that look to go into some kind of offices well, i'm gonna walk to the door what actually i kind of want to stack some of these boxes of sandals right next to the stairs okay you do that but leave enough of a pass so my compatriots could come up here and take a look Okay. What are you guys waiting for? They're just stairs. Permission? Oh, look at the wrong way. Permission? You don't need permission to walk upstairs. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. They're just stairs. I'm coming up. All right. Um, you go up and you guys join Bomblin on the top of the stairs while the guards are continuing to like look at things down there. They aren't really paying a lot of attention to you guys. Um, they've did their due diligence and now they don't really care this is knight's acquisition you guys know that they they you know they aren't really paying attention um so you guys approach these three doors um up at the top um and as you approach first bomblin um please make me a perception check if you will this is wisdom just roll me a wisdom that's a two yeah they're doors that's a door I don't like these roll 20 dice. I'm not going to lie. This has been rough. <laughs> this whole first season has been rough. They're catering to, per, or to, to test, though. Holy Jesus. Yeah. Please do not jinx it. I am not that lucky. No, don't even start with me. You're over here rolling like 19s and 17s. I, me and Reverend Raz can't get above a 7. I don't know what so... you're talking about. I get 20s. That's, That's a right. door. He did. Yeah, so That's as you're door. walking up, you're about to open it. Proteus, I mean, T357, why don't you go on ahead and roll me a wisdom as well. With your plus one. See if you see it. You don't. Ah! You don't. They're also just doors. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, much, how much attention are you paying, Raz? Are you still just focused on the sword? Or are you also paying attention? Oh, no, I'm paying attention. Although this thing bugs the shit out of me. Um, All right. Yeah, Go ahead and roll I guess me I'll up. look at these doors for you guys, since you can't roll figure out what the well. fuck they are. Yeah. They're doors. Well, yeah, they're doors. Yep. See? Indeed. This, this door appears to be made out of door. So... Do you see that? As you go to open this door, 
Hold on, we need. As you go to open this door, you push it open. And as you do, you see this little tiny wire attached to the doorknob snap. And then it goes up a pulley and around another pulley and flies all the way over to a bell on the other side of the wall and starts all around the alarm. And you hear down below all the guards go, and all of them turn and look at the stairs. As the doors open, T357, you get a slight glance inside of the doorway and you can see all over the walls, they're like pictures and like drawings and like different kinds of maps and stuff of some different kind of like crazy plans that the Legion might've been putting together. And one of the things you do see, you got an awful perception roll just a second ago, so I'm not going to let you re-roll it. Um, but one of the things you do see seems to be like a rock. There's like a drawing of a rock and it's like shining. There's like shining lines coming off the rock in the center of the wall. It's like the biggest thing that you see. <laughs> and then Bomblin sneezes. And all the papers go flying I'm off. No, I'm just sorry. kidding. Um, the alarm continues to go off. Ding, ling, 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 ling. Then all the guards rush over to the stairs. God damn it. Is there a window in this room? Yeah, you bet your ass there is. There's a window out the balcony, but it goes about 20 feet down. Okay, well, ain't my first rodeo, cowboy. And I'm just going to sprint towards the window and dive out of it. <laughs> okay. Raz, you dive out the window. Uh, make me a dexterity save. We're keeping it at a 15. Um, if you, yeah, just go on ahead and make me a dexterity save as you jump out of this window. Ah, you got 15. Did you have a plus one? Nice. Yeah. Um, before I tell you what happens, Bomblin, T357, as the guards start rushing towards the stairs and the alarm's going off, what do you do? I guess Bomblin's, Bomblin just went, so I guess we're back. What do you do? T357. I guess I'm following Raz. Okay, make me a dexterity save. Bomblin, what about you? Is there like on the way to the window? Like Bomblin cursed me. Yeah, that's 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 awful. I told you I dealt with powerful magic. Yeah, that's. I am going to use you to buff out my dented cooter. I imagine Tess just runs towards the window but doesn't jump or anything and her waist just hits like the windowsill and she just falls <laughs> through it. Falls right now, yeah. <laughs> Alright, Bomblin, what do you do? Is there like any type of table or desk that it says maybe it has a bunch of papers like of blueprints and plans and such? Sure. Well, running oh, yeah. towards the window, I want to try and arm scoop as much as I possibly can and then okay. jump out the window. Okay. If you get high enough on your dexterity save, because that's also sleight of hand, all right? If you get high enough on this roll, I'll let you grab some on your way out. If you fail, I'm going to say you only grab the tablecloth. You got a nine. Ten. You got a ten. <sighs> it's a big fail. But i tell you what I will do. I love the idea of you grabbing all these documents as you're jumping out the window. That's super great. I'm going to give you a couch coin for that. Because I love that idea. So you get a couch coin, buddy. Congrats. Hell yeah. Right. So, I mean, if you want to spend it now, totally can. I could spend it now. And I, well, 
No, I'm gonna hold on to it. And I'll just uh, grab a tablecloth and a couch coin. Uh, and then jump out the window. Okay. Raz, you're the first out the window. You jump out, and there just happens to be... No, I was taking that. Bomblin, I was taking that nine. You failed this oh. roll, too. That nine was for the whole motion, baby. Oh, so, okay. Raz, you jump out the window, and there just so happens to be a cart full of hay, and you just land right in it. You're like, I've been down this rodeo, and you just jump out the window. And then behind you, just like you said, T3, you don't even jump. You just hit the window seal. And then Bomblin, with a tablecloth, runs into you, and the tablecloth goes over both of you, and both of you just go tumbling out the window, down onto the ground, as Raz stands up and sees you guys just... Um, you guys are both going to take uh, 1d4 of falling damage. Because it was only 20 feet, so it's not too bad, but you are going to take some falling damage. And you're together. You both take two. Hi, Suni. What's up, dude? How you doing? <clears throat> okay. Raz. We're going counterclockwise. So this is me now, actually. You guys hear running up the stairs from outside the wall. It's like a wooden wall, so you could hear through it. You hear running up the stairs, loud as hell, all these guards. <laughs> and then Raz, you see up in the window, guards running around up there with torches, just searching around. Cheers, buddy. Welcome home. Hey! Thanks, cheers, Isaiah. Buddy. Cheers, man. Cheers, cheers man. Buddy. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Okay, continuing in counterclockwise. T357, you stand up, dust yourself off, you look up. You see Raz standing there, bumbling on the ground next to you with like a you know, tablecloth on his head. And I picture like a cat stuck inside of a tablecloth. So Bomblin's just like oh, there, trying, to get oh, the, oh, trying to get the tablecloth off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, cloak for prop, there you go. What do you do? Test. Help! Help! It's attacking me! Can I use my arm blade to free him? Sure. No! Absolutely. It's a new cloak! <laughs> Hold still, buddy. We'll get you out. <laughs> um, yeah. You think it'd be a free action. You could just. You can yeah. cut it a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Help him out. All right, now... See, Bumblin, you were battling your cloak and a tablecloth. That's quite the person, quite the ordeal for someone with no thumbs. True. Thanks. Wait, I have thumbs. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So, you don't um, know me, Robert. As you cut it off of him, um, all three of you turn and look the city in front of you. They're kind of standing in this alleyway here. And you can see down the road in this alleyway, it's kind of lit up by moonlight a little bit because it's still fairly late. Um, there's a sewer grate. You guys could go directly down. But I want to remind you. Yeah. You have to, that's the goal currently, is go down on the sewers to find Tony, right? Um, but I want to remind you that all of your pockets are full. You have ingots and picture frames that are super expensive. Uh, that you could also, you could so at this point you can go to the sewer grate, 
Um, or you can go off, run off into the city and see if you can find a place to sell all these things. My pockets are nowhere close to full. Mine are. And I'm I like... hold any additional things we gain. I have 10 extra slots in my cloak. Yeah, I don't have a lot of, you know, taking up space in my inventory either. I only have three bars. Not not like greedy Gary over here. He's got his whole fucking inventory full. Well, who are you calling Gary there, Sam said? No, I say we go. Like, Tony's still going to be kidnapped either way. Like, that's not changing. But what we could do is we could go and sell all of this stuff, maybe get a bite to eat, and then go save Tony. You guys mm-hmm. also haven't rested the day before. Also like, haven't rested. Aren't you trying to get rid of that sword? I am. I guess we can like we could go take a nap and then, you know, get some breakfast. Maybe brunch and then then, then go save Tony. Yeah. Like what is Tony of us? the essence from, from our employer. Well, he said uh, 24 hours, so you have till the end of tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have the end until tomorrow night, which means we could totally end up doing this very last moment. Mm. Oh, thanks, Sudi. Or fuck you, Sudi. We haven't seen what the card is yet. You have a flashback about your character. Describe the sequence like a noir story. No, but hold on. We must turn on the effects. Thanks, Suni. Appreciate you, bro. The effects must get turned on. Then I see no problem with us resting and getting the heat off our backs. Mm hmm. Sorry, I'm breathing into the mic. Wish I had a door. I know, right? Maybe it's flat. We'll do flat. Yeah. Happens if I just type in flashback. Hell yeah. Wait. <laughs> Give it to us, Bomba. Yeah, she. When I was a young man, that's when I found out the, my love for magic any type of magic it could possibly be. But the problem is, is that magic was not in the Barricane bloodline, for we are barbarians and uh, rangers of the forest. We protect with great strength and not your casual magic-wielding beings. But me, I have found myself to be very fond of magic. So I like going around, finding little magical trinkets to be able to turn me into things or turn other things into things or just help me do more killing. Or stealing. Boy, do I love stealing. So, just for a little, uh, just so you know, Boblin loves magic, but it's very sad he cannot wield it. So that's why he invests a lot of his time procuring magical items. Okay. All right. That was more of a, an explanation of the past than it was a flashback, but... 
I still is like. Is that not all a flashback is? Is trying to get the expedition of the past? Yes. So there I was, see, as a child, trying to cast magic. But hey, I still like it. I like it a lot. All right. What is the consensus? You guys gonna head into the town? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me turn this off. After drumming out the window, you guys settle yourselves, knock the dust off, and then just walk up the street like nothing happened. Now you guys continue up Candle Lane. And as you remember, Candle Lane, all of the streetlights were broken, except the one in front of the Legion warehouse. But eventually you guys get to an open marketplace. And this is the city. This is the city of common steel, baby. Shops run 24 hours. Ain't nobody got time to be taking breaks or closing their shops. No, they don't. So you guys find yourselves in a little marketplace. And uh, what I'm going to do here now, so I don't forget later, is I'm actually going to lower our target number. Things aren't as intense right now. Things are fairly chill. Now, in this marketplace, of course, there's a fountain, and there's about half a dozen shops all around. And what I will do is explain to you what the shops are in a second. Uh, thank you, Ska! I almost done forgot about T35 second friggin' magical item, but Ska's here to help us out. So, roll me. 1d6. Best. Run to the casino. That's right, baby. Five. I think that's a good one. I think it's a good one. Three. I need to print this out better so I can. Four. Five. Bizarre loot. Huh? Roll me 1d100. 60? 60. You get the sifter of all things. Item. A culinary sifter. You can sift things inside to make those things become other things. It's a, it's a rock tumbler, dude. It's a magical rock tumbler. Were we just talking about that? It's fucking... It's, it's what you've always dreamed of, Proteus. <laughs> I don't think I qualify for rock tumbling. <laughs> I think you might just be the perfect thing for it. <laughs> no, it's... I have a built-in rock tumbler. It's what grinds my gears. Oh my god. Can we make the sifter of all things built inside of your mechanical workings? I love that. So how about can this? Can I install it during my short rest? Yes, you can. I was even thinking like, after you jumped out of that window, you landed on your head, and it unlocked some memory that made you remember that you're equipped with the sifter of all things. And it's like somewhere in your side or like in your arm or something. And you can like, you're like, I forgot I had this. And it's just like this thing you could open up on your body and just sift things. Like, yeah. Absolutely. It I love opens that. like a fridge door. Because you know what I need when I'm adventuring and fighting dragons and stuff? A sifter. 
That's after. Fucking now. useless robot. These are the things you're attached with. I also have poison blades that can go right through you. Yeah, and what do also those that. do? Assort rocks? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm sorry. Okay, really well, I'm going to go into this inn over here and just pay for everybody's stay. All right. And I'm gonna... um, I will explain the inn in a second, but first, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'll tell you what the inn is in front of you. Uh, Raz is really excited to get rid of this fucking sword. Try. I want to try. <laughs> God damn it, I hate this thing. The target number's lower, so you have a chance now. You have a chance. Um, all right. So, we're going to take a quick break, everybody, but first, we're going to do a thumbnail pose. That's what we're going to do. Um, so you guys can throw random poses in the chat and these guys will try and pose as those things. Um, but if you could, um, I would like all of you to pretend like you're falling out of a window. Maybe I can do this to help you out here. Um, nope. Really isn't going to work, is it? I can do the, the Assassin Creed fall. Yeah, there you go. The Assassin Creed fall. That'd be perfect. The hell did you just go? Hold on. <laughs> Bumping. I'm trying to get in my own space, but my whole space has been flipped upside down, okay? You understand? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm going to have to flip it later, I think, is what I'm going to have to do. Because it is not one to operate with me right now. Yeah, it won't let me move your camera. Seen for some reason. Oh wait. Oh. Well. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you're finally awake. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Love, Death, and Dice. This is episode two, right here on the Grouch Couch. I'm your lovely Dungeon Master, Turk, and I'm here, of course, with Connor, Fishy, and Proteus, playing T357, Raz, and Bomblin. We're in our second act. Thank you so much for being here. Being friggin' awesome. While we were on our break, we did uh, toss up a name suggestion. So this will continue for the next couple of minutes. If you have any ideas for shops and you would like to make a shop name canon in our world, please feel free to do so by using the name of thing command. Now, as we return to you three, you just ran out of a building, quickly escaping the clutches of the Knight's Acquisition, stopping yourselves from not having to go to prison, possibly. And you guys ran away safe. And, uh, oh, uh, we also got raided by Forge Lore on the break there. Cheers, Forge Lore. Thank you for joining us, buddy. Forge uh, Yeah. Hello. You're forging some good stuff. Now, this is uh, a marketplace you guys are entering into. It's kind of like a little town square of a marketplace up here in the North Ward here uh, in uh, Common Steel City. Now, for those of you guys who have been in the city for a long time, you've been here before. There are some new shops. There are some old shops. There are some things that are familiar. Now, going around in this, like, circle, there's all different kinds of shops. As I said before, that stay open late because this is Common Steel City, after all, and shops stay up late here, especially in the North Ward, where it seems to be a little bit more urban. 
Now, one of the shops you do see is a shop called Blood of Thy Enemies. And underneath Blood of Thy Enemies is another name, another little sign that's kind of been attached to that sign. And it says Blood of My Blood. And it looks like it was kind of like scrawled into it. So it's Blood of My Enemies and Blood of My Blood. And walking past it, you can see inside the windows, it looks like one side has like chains and like spikes and other kinds of stuff. And the other side kind of looks like um, adventuring gear. And then a little ways down, um, I'm just going to explain a few of them and then you guys can kind of decide what you want to do. Um, a little ways down, there's another shop called Rock Candy. And uh, looking through the window, you can see it looks like they sell all different kinds of rocks, ingots, um, things for blacksmithing, metals, other kinds of stuff like that. Um, and crystals, kind of weird shit like that. Um, and then, just because I really love Forge Alora's idea, Ollie's Potion Place. Um, which looks like an apothecary. They have all different kinds of potions on the walls and all different kinds of stuff um, all over the inside. And I do also want to state a lot of these shops are like connected. It's like one big circle of like shops that are like connected. There's no like alleyways in between them. It's like one large building um, and all of them are kind of like stacked in place, much like you would see in like a mall kind of thing. Um, another one you see um, is called Eander's Books. Um, and it looks like a poorly lit bookshop filled with a lot of different kinds of books from like ancient lore and stuff like that um and the last one is simply called the adventurer's emporium um and on the outside it kind of looks abandoned actually um but you guys have heard around town that it kind of looks that way because there's like rumors that the place is haunted um yeah so even the owner kind of stays with the back yeah, this music is so Christmassy. Wild to me. All right, so how do you guys stand anyway, in this well, center square? Um, I want each one of you circle. to roll me. Yeah, in the center circle. Each one of you guys roll me initiative again. We're going to pick a new initiative order, and then we'll get to see who wants to do what first. Let's go. How about this? That's not too bad. Okay, which one of you gets the higher number? That's you, Bomblin. You got a 17. What do you want to do first, my friend? Hmm. Come on, friends. I love a good haunted store emporium, especially one that might be empty, considering the shopkeep might not be there. Hmm. So. As you walk in, ting-a-ling-a-ling. Hold on. We need, it needs to be, like, uh, I need this. Will this come up? I'm switching music. I didn't have time to pick music this episode because I was out of town, y'all. Um, so we're kind of doing it by the fly. As you walk in, Shivers go down your spines. When you walk in, it's... As you get through the door, all of a sudden, the place is well lit. From the outside, it looked dark. But as you get on the inside, all of a sudden, there's torches everywhere and candles. Like, way too many, even. As if you can tell the owner is afraid of the dark. Now, there's a bunch of poles, like 10-foot poles all around. Iron spikes, torches... Another different kind of adventuring gear. And as you walk towards 
the back of the shop, kind of looking at all the shelves and stuff. An old man kind of appears from behind the counter. And he says, Hello! Be with you in one sec. And then he goes in the back. And then a few minutes later, a halfling comes out. And the halfling's like, Oh, hi! How can I help you guys? Great! I would like to sell all of my silver bars here. Oh! You have silver bars for me? I like silver bars. Yes. And he pulls out his little thing, and he has a little magnifying glass, and um, as he looks down at him, he like... <laughs> And then he looks back down at the silver bars. And he's like, oh, these are really nice. These are really nice. It's pretty exciting. Well, how many do you have? I have nine of them. I have three. I also have three. What is that in total? Nine, three, and three. Is that 15? Yes. Thanks. Uh, Yes. I will give you... 500 gold for the lot. Calculating. That's not good math. What's Uh, math? uh, (laughs) Math. Uh Are you using a calculator over there? I am using my... Internal calculator, yes. <laughs> that doesn't sound like internal clicks to me. <laughs> Do you not know what the inner gears of a Warforge sound like? No. No, I doubt. But now, now I hear it. It's pretty awful. My apologies. Calculation oh, complete. Bomblin, the total worth of the bars we picked up would be over 700 gold. Do you want to sell them for 500? Absolutely not. Well, um, I didn't know you had a war forged with you. Can't you read? And he points and there's a sign. Can't you see? There's a sign that says no war forged allowed. Is it because you are bad at math? Well, I have to make a profit. Don't I? So I All buy right. them for 500 and then I sell them for 700. Listen, you, don't make a... you don't care? I, don't, I just want these things out of my inventory. Get some gold. Doesn't matter how much. Any little bit of gold's gonna help open the church. All right, six fifty or no deal. Roll me charisma, Bomblin. Fifteen. That beats the target number at twelve. He's like six fifty. I make a little bit. <sighs> And you could also always mark these things up way more than even their selling price. That's true. That's true. Okay, fine. Six fifty. That'll do it. All right. Great. Sir, then, uh, before I leave, 
What are you so jumpy about? Well, I, I'm the only one in here, you know, and I keep hearing things. But we were greeted by an older man. Ah, you seen him too? Yes. Yeah, real nice guy. Uh, oh, God, that means he's here. There's no one in here, I swear. Who, who is it supposed to be? I don't know. Some old man in the night. He licks my toes while I'm sleeping, I swear. I can't prove it. But he usually leaves me alone as long as I stay in the back. Rumor is. That's why he said he went. <gasps> oh, no. Rumor is that this shop used to be owned by an old man who was murdered during the War of the King. And his wife used to let him lick her toes. Ooh! Now he does it to anyone who sleeps in the building. Why not carve decoy feet? This is a good idea. This is a good idea. For that suggestion, Warforged, I will make the exception and allow you in my shop from now on. I hope I can give ample advice in the future. Hmm. Well. <sighs> he shakes his head and kind of looks down at the ground. Um, T357, as you're standing there, you're talking to him, you look up above his head and you can see on a shelf above his head there's a little i guess it's not little but it's like a hand crossbow and the hand crossbow looks like it has a tiny little flame at the tip and on the handle it's kind of like golden like inlaid it's got like carvings in it um and it's just sitting up there on the shelf and the flame on the tip almost seems to be magical but it's hard to tell because everything else in here is lit up really bright <laughs> Shocky, may I inquire about the crossbow? Did you read what Dan said? Well, I keep Jolly Ranch between each toe before I go to bed. Solid plan. <laughs> um, well, that crossbow was here before I got the shop. I don't know a lot about it, but it looks magical in nature. Why, you want to buy it? I could use something of that nature. Well, I'll sell it to you for 400 gold. How about 10? I can't do 10. Can't do 10. Gotta keep the roof 10 over my gold? That's way more than 400. Oh, Raz, no. No. No yell out numbers. Ten hundred sounds pretty good. In this sector. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I could do it for you for four hundred. I mean, maybe you could haggle me if you make a reasonable price, but ten is crazy. Man, I really wish there was a really high value item that I could sell to this guy. That's okay. I have these four paintings <laughs> worth a hundred gold apiece. What kind of paintings are they? Who made them? Oh. They were found in an ancient mysterious vault. Ooh, that's right. 
Painting. You know how much I like ancient and mysterious. I'm trying to remember exactly what was on those paintings. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I was going to write it down, but I totally forgot. Yeah, I do remember one of the ideas was like a painting of Reggie, but he was like naked or something. Um, uh, also, new Reggie. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Um, you set the paintings on the counter, uh, Bomblin, and he kind of like sets them all out and begins inspecting them. Um, and he's going to like put a magnifying glass up to all of them. I'm actually going to make a check real quick. Unlike the last picture frame, I want to peel oh off God. the sticker that says That's, not good. That's not good for y'all at all. That's the only roll I've made tonight, and it's a natural 20. Unless chat wants to help you with the re-roll, that's not good for you at all. Uh, all I'm going to say is you're not getting that crossbow for these paintings, if that roll stays. That's what I'm going to say. Unless chat wants chat, to help you. help our brother out. <laughs> okay. Forge Lore hey, coming in hard. All right. Jesus. Does that mean you get a mastery point? That's an eight. Yeah, I get a mastery point for natural 20. That's an eight. Okay, so he looks over them and he's like, wow, these all seem to be genuine paintings, not fakes at all. I would have definitely seen that they were fakes if I got a natural 20, but these all seem to be genuine paintings. I tell you what, I'll trade you all four for the crossbow, even trade, and I'll hang them up here. Maybe the old ghost man will leave me alone now that he's got some new decorations in this place. Sounds like a solid deal. Maybe before bed, point out that Reggie is showing his toes in the picture. Oh, right? maybe he'll love that. I'll love that. He'll just lick the painting all night. That'd be pretty good. Okay, or fair maybe deal. put Jolly Ranchers in between your toes every night. Yeah, maybe. Give him a nice treat. He pulls out a step stool, and the little halfling climbs all the way up the step stool. And this crossbow looks huge in his little hands. But then, as he turns it around and hands it to you, it's just a normal size hand crossbow. Um, and as you take it, P357, the crossbow um, is a simple hand crossbow that just does basic weapon damage. But it also does an additional 1d4 magical fire damage. And if you ever get a natural 20, Whenever you shoot this crossbow, it has um, it will light whatever you shoot uh, immediately on fire on a natural twenty. It'll burst. Is there a way we can put that in my the description in my inventory? Yeah, we could type it up together. We could type it up together. Okay. I pretty much got it memorized, so whenever you use it, we're pretty much good. But he looks at you and he goes, "It's a beautiful crossbow, but." doesn't have a name. And a weapon like this needs a name. What do you think? I agree. I agree. That's a good name for a crossbow. I was thinking I would put it out oh. to the name a thing in the audience for the oh. Chaos Council. I would Chaos call it Dragon Spit. That's yeah. what I'd call it. That's pretty good. Chat, yeah, go ahead, use name a thing, and get, throw out some names for this here crossbow. Um, name now he... my crossbow. Make it badass. Badass, that's right. Um, he doesn't really seem to have anything else, like, of peak interest currently, um, but he does tell you, with the money and the paintings and all the things you've given him, he's going to do his best to restock up on some more fun magical items and stuff. 
Um, he just came across this shop recently, so he's kind of just opening it up. Um, and uh, yeah, he'll let you know how everything goes. If there's any kind of general adventurer gear you guys want, you can get it from here. Um, but there are a few other shops that you're more than welcome to check out. I would like to go to the bookshop next, if we can. Yes, the bookshop. Now, would we like as... for me to hold on to the 650 gold so Bumplet does not gamble it away? Well, hold on now. I owe dead money fair and square. Yes, but you owe $250,000. Yeah, that's supposed to be paid in time with interest rate. Yada, 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 yada. Give me my money, Robert. I will give you a tidy 50 for now. Oh, you're just gonna give me a tiny $50 bill after I carried it all here. Oh, I see how it is. I oh, see how it is. It wasn't I just gave up all my paintings so you could get a shiny new crossbow. Where do you get off trying to teach if us how to live? Math, according to the DM explaining last week, 50 gold is equal to 5,500 real-life dollars. I don't know what real life dollars even means. You don't even know what that means. That's not the point. Give me my money. I need a 400 gold that should be my money. Who said I was going to go blow it all on cards? Maybe I was going to blow like, it all on books. It's like five uh, I said uh, nothing about uh, what you... I just said you were going to gamble it away. I did not say how you would do it. But now I know you are thinking about See, color. now you thought I would go straight to the craps table and just start rolling dice and giving out money. But no, no, you won't even give me a chance to prove you wrong. Prove me wrong with the 50 gold. All right, you got it. <laughs> Um, hola, oh, I think that's James because they said cross cooter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to attach the crossbow to my belt, <laughs> it'll be the cross cooter. <laughs> um, all right, it's pretty good. So, Raz, you're the first one out the shop. All these two are arguing the whole way out. Um, you go next door to the um, what was it called? Um, Piander's Books. Now, this is a poorly lit um, bookshop filled with books of ancient lore. Um, and as you walk in, ding-a-ling-a-ling, the smell of books, of course, the old paper kind of goes those. There are books all over the walls, all over the place. Um, now, right off to the side, you can see a man in a dark cloak. And as you walk in, doesn't say a word. He just stands behind the counter and looks at you as you walk past. Well, I'd like now, to go. Right, man, I need to look for something. Okay. Yeah. What are you looking for? Well, sir, I'm looking for a spell, and I'm not sure if you would have it or not. Um, but it's it might be here somewhere in your vast library. I'm looking for the remove curse spell in a book, please. Yum. Grunts. Doesn't say a word. But he grunts, and he pulls down like a, a little crate of scrolls from the shelf behind him, and sets it down, slides it over to the side, and he goes through them a little bit, 
and then he pulls out the remove curse roll and he sets it on the counter and you can see it has a little tag on it that says 125 gold okay what can i get for uh i'm going to reach into my magical bag of keys <laughs> and pull out a key Roll that Come on, corner. baby! Damn eight. it. Oh, it's right there. Uh, it's an 8. So I just have a so random close. key. What can I get for, for this? Mmm. Mmm. Okay, how about, how about three, three... Wait, who's holding on to the money? He's refined. Oh, is! Test has 600. Bomblin has 50. May I have some monies to purchase this fucking scroll to get this thing off me? You realize it will just remove it from the sword. You will still have the sword. Well, yeah, but then I could let go of the sword. And, it, like, tell, tell you what, dark mysterious guy, I'll fucking give you the sword if I, if I remove the curse. Mmm. And he... On the piece of paper. Actually, first, roll me a charisma. Roll me a charisma. That's pretty good. Gotta beat a 12. You That's got bonuses. 11. Fuck. Mm, so close. Come on, chat. Help out Raz, chat. Help that out Raz. Chat. 9 plus 2 charisma. That's an 11. Come on, chat. Reroll. Ah, oh, there it is. Hit him with a reroll. Thanks, Sunny. Appreciate it. Hiya! Fuck! Nine plus two, that's an eleven. <laughs> Someone can hit you with a plus card. They can hit you with a plus card. I don't think we've actually gotten one a chance card. We haven't gotten one of those yet this whole campaign. And I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Yeah. And uh, I do want to remind you guys one of the ways that um Ooh, we ride it down. I'll do it. I'll do it as well. That'll do it. Plus one from an iron head. That'll do it. Twelve. He s takes out a pen. He scribbles on the thing. And then he lowers it to 90. And he draws a okay. little sword. 90 plus. Yes. I will give you 90 gold. Okay, doke. Hmm. So hmm. I put the gold on the counter. He takes the gold, scoots the scroll over to you. I'd like to unfurl the scroll. I would like you to improv on what the scroll says. Mm -hmm. Do you want some magical music to improv on? Wait. Uh, I don't know. What? What does the scroll say? Read it. It says... Fiddly do and butthole bursts. Let's get rid of this fucking curse. Nice. <laughs> hey, nice dude. Butthole bursts. Of course. 
And then as you say that, you can feel your grip loosening and the sword <sighs> falls to the ground. Oh my god. Here, take it. I fucking hate this thing. The man walks around with some tongs and grabs it, puts it up on the shelf. And then he walks over to the crate and pulls out one more scroll, scoots it over to you. There's a price tag on it as well. It's 100 gold. But this is a scroll that contains a spell. Now, when you have this scroll, you can use this spell. All right? That's kind of the way that these scrolls work. Um, This spell is called Fireblood. You know this spell. Um, It will actually, when you cast it on someone, it will make someone's blood boil dealing magic damage for 1d4 rounds. I want it. Yeah. Blood boil. Do you show an interested face to him, or do you show a no thank you face? I show a slight interested face. He can't show his face. What are you talking about? It's it's all in the eyes, asshole. All in the eyes. What? "Mm." He pulls out another one. Scoots it over to you. And it's a scroll of false life. It allows you to give um, basically temporary hit points to you or a companion. False life. Hmm. That's right up my alley. I want them. Boblin's just eyeballing all of it, but the, the yeah. mute man isn't even talking to you, Boblin. Like he senses that you're not magical, so he ain't even he ain't even looking at you. I he's know. just and I you're like you're looking at all the magic, and he's just looking right at Raz. Like, can I pick up the already used scroll on the floor? Yeah, and I'm going to like just kind of roll it back up. Can I, 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 I roll a slide ahead? I don't know what the shopkeep is. He just like not paying attention to me at all. Roll me an insight. Bomber, roll me an intelligence. See if he's paying attention to you. You don't think so. Okay. And he looks back at you, Raz, and he's like, hmm? He starts to take two, two scrolls back. Would you take this? And I pull out another key. <laughs> mm, he points at the bag of keys. He wants the bag of keys. Wait, I need to roll for the keys. Mm. No, no roll. Mm. Okay. This guy drives a hard bargain. He points at mm. the bag of keys. Ah, oh, man. No, I like the bag of keys. I can't get rid of that. It gave me that one time, the first time I used it, and it's probably never going to give it to me again, so I've, I gotta keep it. He takes the scrolls. There's about, like, six more in this crate. Did you, wait, wait, wait. Them. Hold on. Don't be rash. Rash. Oh. Irrational. <laughs> Fishy's like, wait, wait. Hold on. I didn't get to go yet. Hold on. Hold on. Don't put them away. Don't be irrational. Now say, what if I had 50 gold and a scroll of, I don't know what it does, because I can't, I can't, you read magic. 
Mm-hmm. He looks at you. He's like, mm-hmm. All right, all right, I get it. I get it. All right. The gold's not good enough. I'll take the gold off the table, and it'll be just a scroll. You know what this scroll does. I bet mm-hmm. you it will take you a few hours to figure it out. But okay. it, it's a I'm master gonna let scroll. you make a deception roll. Just charisma. But it's going to be a hard roll, which means it's 50. Because that's literally the remove curse scroll that fucking he just used. And he need, but you've got him a little confused. And he's like, mm, so I'm going to let you make the roll. Ow. 11. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm using my couch coin for this one. Ow. Fuck this system, dude. That was bullshit. <laughs> he grabs it. He looks at you and he's like, Ugh. and he throws it in the garbage. And then what he does do is he takes your 50 gold on the counter, shoots it to the side, and then he pulls out another scroll. And on it, you can see the tag says 50 gold. And he slides it over to you. And it's a scroll of produce water. Ow. He goes, mmm. Like he gives you that look that's like, you're a beginner magic user. This is what I have. Blood boiling. He goes, hmm. He ah. has that look of, listen here, fuck ass. This is all the magic I, you can produce. I know, I know. All right, fine. Fine. I'll take this scroll. Mm. And he slides it over to you. He takes your 50 gold. And then he puts the other two scrolls back in the crate, puts them back on the shelf. Now, I want to remind you guys, these shops are here. So if you don't buy something now, but you think later, man, I really want that, or I want to go back and look back in that crater, I want to go whatever, you can always come back to this this area. This is Common Steel City. These shops aren't going anywhere. So if you ever want to come back to this book shop, let me know. All right? Then the man in the dark cloak, like a scarred up face, points towards the door, kind of like puts his hand up towards it, and then he pulls out his book, continues reading again. Cool. Well, I don't have to carry around a sword anymore. That's fucking cool. Congratulations. Hands free, and- bitches! Hands free, baby! Um, As the other two are leaving, is there anything you want to say or do in this shop? P357? No, I believe I am ready to leave. Hands free, baby! You guys walk back out into the center circle square. Um, and uh, things are still a little bit lively, a little bit lively. You can see the moon has gone down, um, and the sky is kind of turning like a purplish pink um, as the sun is kind of like beginning to rise um, over, ne- over the sea um, and uh, over, you know, common steel. It's starting to come up. Um, but all the shops are still open. There are three left you haven't been to, so if you want to go to those, you can. 
Um, and uh, additionally, we're going to say there is an inn on this shop corner as well, if you guys choose to stay there. Um, hold on. I actually have the name of it here. Now, unless chat wants to throw out a name for an inn, go on ahead and do so. Um, but I do have one that I had an idea of earlier. One second. Again, I was gone all weekend, so my prep is a little bit, a little bit all over the place here. <laughs> All right, well, I don't know where it is in my notes. So, you know what? There's an inn called Wait. Nope, it ain't there. Oh, No, no, sorry. It's called the Stumble Inn, um, because that's you know just another name that I have here. Uh, Every the day Stumble I'm Inn. There you go. So, the in the day, where do you guys go? Well, let's go to the Stumble Inn and stumble all in there. I'm tired. Shit. Gotta stumble head into the stumble head. Alright. So, as you guys get closer to the stumble in, you can see in big, large letters on the outside of the stumble in, there's a sign that's fresh. And it says, No Warforged Allowed. On the outside, there's a sign. Now, P357, you're wearing a hood. To disguise your identity if you would like to make a performance role which um which i believe would be charisma to kind of hide your identity you could even do a dexterity to kind of do stealth to keep your face hidden from people you're welcome to go in with these guys if they decide to go into the stumble I would like to stay outside while they get the price for the inn for the evening. I can power down anywhere. I don't think you'd want to power down in the middle of the street, though. You heard the robot? He's going to take a nap in the streets. Come on, let's stumble in and stumble in. That's how you get robbed, and you have all of the gold on your purse. Yeah, that's a... Come on now. What, are you oh, mad at me that I used the logic? No, I'm mad that you're foiling future plans. If you, if you absolutely I need to, to, I can hide that I am a robot. I will give it a shot. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You still end up taking a nap outside? Hmm, not bad. All right, here goes nothing. Okay, make me a roll. Which one am I rolling again? You could do dexterity or you can do charisma. You have a plus two in dexterity, zero in charisma. It's an 18. Okay. All right, your face is hidden. Okay. You three walk into the stumble in together. When Accessing other voices. 
when you guys get inside, um, you can see that the place is pretty much still. The smell of alcohol and food is kind of still out from the night before, but everyone here is asleep. There are even a bunch of drunk, passed out patrons over to the side. Um, but a really nice blue-haired, white-haired old lady comes out. She's got like curly hair all around her back. Um, she comes out and she's like, Hello. Welcome to the Stumble Inn, you three. Late night lodgings, huh? Yeah, we're pretty tired, lady. We would like a room to stay. I mean, you guys are welcome to share a room with me, but, if, you know, if you want your own room, I get it. But You're you know, we're trying to do save that. my money here. He farts a lot. I'm fine with sharing. I'll just bunk with the robot. The what now? I bug with the the woman. Uh, the woman the standing what? right behind us. The, that well, is yeah. very clearly a woman. The, yeah, the woman. Hmm. Okay. Tumbling, we left the robot in the streets where it belongs. Right. We left the old tin bucket of bolts outside to sleep in the streets. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one room, please. Two rooms, please. Yeah, that's right. Don't take kindly to war, Forge. They killed my uh, husband in the war. Those goddamn springing gears. Right. God. King Rufflecock should have never been king. Anyways, if you want a nice room, it's going to be five gold. Um, If you want a shabby one, it'll be three. And a room with no bed is one gold. All right. Um, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and do the just just the room with one bed. All right, sorry, no, no, no. I, I want the cheapest room. Give me the cheapest room. room Uncle Rad is no trying to save some money. All right. That's right. And this high class woman would like your most luxurious linens. Mm-hmm. With the okay. fancy bar soaps and the rubs. All right. Well, we don't got a lot all of right. that. Of course, oh, my business fine. kind of put went under whenever King Rufflecock came in. Ooh. I'm Grandma Elmer, by the way. People just call me L. And uh, they're always welcome here. As long as you aren't brandishing the king's colors, I'm fine with it. And she rings you up and she says, six gold, please. I hand over six gold. Thank you. She hands you guys keys um, and she waves you off. You guys go up to your rooms. Raz, you walk into a single 15 by 15 room that you could probably lay down in uh, and have a little bit of extra stretching room, um, but there's nothing in here. Just wooden Wait. and boards. I would like to walk up to one of the other doors up there. The doors in which I'm pretty sure are the fancy rooms with the beds and whatnot. I'd like to reach in my bag of keys. All right, roll me keys. Pull out the right key. Come on, baby, give me that fucking key. <laughs> Damn it. An 18. No key for you. Okay, it's just a random key then. You try it right, in the lock. Cool. <laughs> 
Damn it, doesn't work. Uh, man, you go in the room, there's nothing in there. And then Bomblin, you step into a room. As soon as the door opens, you're wafted with the smells of soaps, flowers, and beautiful, lavishing things. All around the room, there are golden, like, not golden, but like golden inlaid, like bronzed candlesticks in the walls. And the bed has like an awning on it. It's really nice like a nice little privacy curtain just over the bed. The bed's huge and full of, you know, uh, nice linens and blankets, stuff like that. There's even like a cabinet to keep your clothes in and other kinds of stuff. And it has a window view out into the city. I would like to go and stand at the window and just, just ponder. There's gotta be somebody out there for me. Maybe even somebody for good old test. Yeah. T357, what do you do in this room? There's one bed. Although you are a Warforged, you don't need to sleep in a bed. I will lock myself in the cupboard for the evening and power down. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yeah, you get a couch coin for that. That's funny. Um, okay. Excellent. How industrious. How industrious. That's right. I would love it if she got in the cabinet and you just start hearing like jackhammer noises and like <laughs> construction, like I have to pop out the dent in my cooter. Just bring it right over here, Gary. Lay the cement right there. <laughs> I'm walking in. The sounds of New York City. Just like bobbling, trying to sleep all night with the pillow over his ears. Like, what is happening? <laughs> There's like sparks coming from under the door of the cabinet. <laughs> There's like grinding noise. <laughs> Buffing out the cooter dent. Um, could also go full creepy, just stand at the foot of the bed, watch Bomblin sleep. <laughs> also pretty good. Um, okay. Um, at this point, there's nothing else you guys want to do. You're going to rest for the night, which means um, in this system, whenever you rest somewhere safe for a long period of time, you get restored back to full health. So congratulations, you're all back at 10 HP. Yeah. I've been at 10. Oh, congrats, because you're vampire powers. Cool. Yes, but also you had that dumb ass sword. So that's kind of like your rest. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That is your celebration last... of rest. Let me get one last, like, residual sheep bath as you fall asleep. Bah. Bah. You're, like, counting sheep bah. as you're falling asleep. And then you, like, for a second, see your face on the sheep as it jumps over the fence, and you're like, ah, ah. You shake it off. Ah, ah. Ah. Oh, God. That's just a dream. Thank um, Thank you. All right. And you guys rest for the night. Um, and I think um, that's it. That's a full-on rest for you guys. All right. Which, uh, unless there's anything specific you guys want to be doing while you're resting or while you're doing, you could be reading something. I don't know. Learning anything. Whatever. We don't have much. But if you have any ideas, free to shoot them while you take your rest. I don't have any ideas. Maybe I can I think we're good. Read uh, one of my good verses from Book Death. 
Because this is a treat. Okay, great. This is uh this is the Psalm of Decay. And as Braith says, as I guide thee on to the next life, your body drifts furthermore into the state of decay, not only withers away your soul, but your physical being as well. I guide you in these moments and make sure that you can grasp the full concept that is death. That's comforting, isn't it? Get me out of there! Jesus Christ! <laughs> the people are trying to sleep in here! I will power down, but you are so loud, bumbling. Well, tell that to the guy that's preaching three rooms down. I am trying to map street, streets in my mind and how the sewers run underneath them. It doesn't sound like sleeping at all. Mm-mm. Um. All right, you read your verses, which I I do love that. Uh, uh, Raz, you know what? You're gonna get a couch coin as well. Um. Now, when you guys wake up in the morning, you wake up to Grandma Um L or Elmer as she's knocking on the door, kind of telling you that it's checkout time. Um. She knocks on the door and wakes you guys up, and she's like, "Come on, sweethearts, time to get out there and start a revolution." And she knocks on the doors, and you could hear her going down the hallways, waking uh, everybody up. So you. Wrap up your things and get dressed for the day and head downstairs um, where it looks like Elmer, uh, Grandma Elmer, has already made like a full breakfast spread for everyone who stayed at her inn the night before. There's like, yeah, there's like muffins and all their kinds of like beautiful little goodies. Complimentary. Um, Complimentary breakfast from the, um, from Grandma Elmer, the old rebel. Um, Great. That's right. So if there's anything specific for breakfast that your character might eat, I know this is dumb, but I love little shit like this. Um, let me know. Um, I don't think G three five seven there would be anything for you. Um, but yeah, you guys can let me know. Fellas, wanna... I'll beat you outside. I'm going but to go for my morning jog. This is like your favorite part of everything is watching people eat stuff. I know. I just oh, need are... to get the morning jog out of my system. Oh, great. She's never jogged once in her life. What is she talking about? As I grab them. Shut your fat mouth. Hey, who you calling fat? As I grabbed a whole barrel of berries that is there. Who you calling right. fat? Eat your feelings. <laughs> and you know what? How about you go rust outside? What was that? The worst sweetheart? part of waking up is war folders in your cup. War Yeah, nothing sucks worse than rusting outside. Hurry out of the inn. Nice, you do that. Uh, Bomblin, you grab a big old basket of berries. Raz, anything Raz eats for breakfast? Uh, I'm just eating a simple piece of bread. Okay. Um, and certifiable is a question. If Raz is so enamored of death and decay, how does he feel about embalming and uh, formaldehyde? I don't like that shit. It's not natural. Fucking new technologies these days trying to keep keep 
dead body is looking good for a while. That's not natural. I fucking hate it. Thanks for answering the question, certified nerd. That's unnatural. Hey, unnatural. Wouldn't you want death to last longer? No, the whole point of death is that your body decays and eventually goes into nothing and received back to the earth. It's completing a cycle. It's the whole point. If you're interrupting that cycle at any point, it's unnatural and it's, you know, it's like a vampire, you know? Vampires yeah. are stupid because they gotta, they gotta live forever and it's, it's just not natural. It's supernatural. You get what I'm at going here with? Yeah? I get it. Uh, maybe. All right. That's why I hate immortals. Now, you guys have fully rested. You have your plans um, as to where to find Tony for Barry Thornberry. And you guys came a little ways to get to this central market area. Um, and you kind of remember the way back to that warehouse. But what I would like each of you to do is to make me a wisdom perception check. Make me a wisdom check. Because you guys are kind of walking to the street. I don't know shit. Ten from Bomblin. That is a twelve from Raz. Which meets the target. Raz, as you guys are walking through trying to go back to that sewer grate, you see on the wall in like purple chalk, right on the corner where that sewer grate was, there's like drawn in the wall. Looks like a circle with like some little lines coming out of it. And you make note of it as you walk past. And then you three walk all the way over to the sewer entrance on the ground. And you can see on the sewer entrance that same exact symbol. Purple chalk. Circle. Four little lines coming out of it. Does that not look a little like a beholder? Well, I'd say it's, uh, isn't this, it's just vaguely familiar. I feel like we've seen this before. No, he doesn't look like he's holding bees at all. Well, no. Thanks, Can we see the symbol with the cancus? Um, like on yeah. their shields or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, uh, fuck it. Let's let's keep pushing forward. I suppose. I think we have to go downward, Reverend, not forward. Yeah, yeah. Down is forward. Forward is down. Let's keep going. All right. As you open the grate, putrid, like steam, fluffs out and kind of flows on the ground. Each one of you grabs onto the ladder, begin walking down into the sewers. As you do, your feet hit the water below. And the putrid steam continues to flow along this sewer tunnel. Smells like hot ass in here. Oh my god. Oh, 
I can only imagine with you. You have a super sensitive nose, being all. No, it's awful. Different species. I would also like to point out that both me and Reverend Raz are not wearing shoes. Gangrene, anyone? Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, ew. I'm never going to get that smell out of my fur. I'm not going to get it out of my toes. (laughs) As you're walking, you follow... I don't have the sewer background yet, but I promise I will next week. Um, but as you're walking through the sewers, you can see the putrid steam. It, it kind of leads off in two different directions as the tunnels kind of open up. Two different directions. One way to the left, one way to the right. I think we should go left. As Bomblin says that, Raz, you look to the right and see on the right wall there's a purple circle or lines coming out. I think we should go that way. What do you got? I know that I keep seeing these circles and they're pointing us in the right direction. Maybe that's what they want to. The Kenku's from last night. Maybe we should trust it. Ah, fine. Two against one. But I'm not taking the lead on this. That way I can tell you guys we're wrong when we get there. Oh, oh. I, uh, <laughs> at, at this Nerds point, I'm going to reach into my bag of keys. Part of the crew. Edgy! Oh, oh, oh. 19 months, Edgy. Oh, oh, oh. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for supporting the show, my friend. Thank you, thank you. Cheers. I just want to reach into my bag of keys and just grab a <laughs> random one. Alright, just a random key? Well, just a random key that I'm going to entice Bomblin with. Ten. Oh, look! Hey! Hey, look! Something! It's a key! It's a key! Look! Oh, wait, that's... Yeah, uh, sorry. Sorry about that, test. Look! It's a key! It's a key! Look at it! Yeah, yeah go, go go, get it! It's, it's over there. Go get it. Where do you throw it? I'm not a dog, you asshole! Fucking human! Jesus Christ! It feels nice to have him be a bigot against at least someone. Push him out of the way, like almost push him into the shitty sewer water. You know what? No, no, I am gonna push you into the shitty sewer water. No. I'm gonna push him into the shitty sewer water. Like, get out of my way! Fine, I'll take the lead. Okay, uh, we could do contested strength rolls. Unless you just want to be pushed, Raz. You can hold him down. No, I don't want to be pushed. All right. Tested strength, it is. Yeah. Okay. A 10. Oh. 18. Get down! Yeah! All right, you stumble into the water a little bit, Raz. Test your strength against a bear. Yeah, that wasn't gonna... a good. That wasn't a good choice. Reroll. Uh, oh. reroll the one. Dang. Still fifteen. <laughs> Jesus. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. He stands up. I push him back down. Stand up. I was gonna walk forward angrily. Oh, man, he doesn't like that. Now, after about an hour, 
of you guys following these symbols and walking through the sewers and pushing each other around and, you know, having a big old little little laugh, a little bit of fun. Um, you eventually come to a three-way <laughs> intersection. This is the first oh. time you've seen this. Where in the center, there is a ladder that leads up a spine shaft. And up at the top, it looks like it's capped off by a metal cover. The left just leads further off into the sewer, and to the right, as you three are standing there, you look over, and you see the familiar chalk symbol marked on a wall nearby. But as you're standing there, I need each one of you to roll me a stealth to just kind of show me how much noise you're making at this point. Is this Dex? Yes. Okay, so two of you failed. And as we move into this next scene. Oh. Target number goes up to a 16. Mm-hmm. You look over. One moment, please. All right. Go ahead. Uno momento, for favor. Thank you. Oh. It is thunderstorming like the motherfucker. England. Hey, then, that, right. that would have been the weirdest pizza delivery ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you look over near the chalk symbol on the wall. Floating near it looks to be a spherical, kind of like basketball-sized creature. With a bulging central eye and about four more lumpy eye stalks. It turns and bears its teeth at you right away as soon as it sees you. It has bare teeth! You to roll <laughs> me. They got bare teeth! bare teeth! Roll me initiative. Aw, oh, man. Aren't I hidden? Uh, they oh! gave you yeah, I fucking hate these dice, man. Bumbling fucks me. Damn it. Oh my god. At least it's not that bad. Does that mean I just don't get to go? <laughs> Does that mean One all of us don't get to go? Aye, aye, aye. That means that I'm going to go first, um, and then we're going to go clockwise. Bumbling will be next. Um... Yeah, that's fun. Out of its eye, it shoots a beam. Um, but first, I have to roll a d4 to see what kind of beam it is, which is fun. The one. Um, right at you, Bomblin. As, out of its voice, you hear your voice, and it says, I'm not a dog. Get back in the sewer water. And it shoots a ray right at you. I need you to make me um, a wisdom saving throw. Beat the target number of 16. I rolled a 13. You rolled a 13. Yeah, because you got a plus one on that wisdom. So you fail. As it hits you with this beam... You all of a sudden have this feeling like you need to protect it. And your body turns, sword in hand, at Raz once more. 
Reroll. Oh, Sunni gave you the reroll. Much Ooh. worse, Sunni. Thank you. Now, while you are turned at Raz, when you're charmed in this way, your speed is now halved, and you have disadvantage on attack rolls. So even though in your mind you want to attack Raz, which I'll let you make a save every turn to see if you do, you have disadvantage on the attack afterwards. Right? Now, okay. it's your turn. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? This beholder is my... This isn't a beholder, though, is it? Anyways, this beholder is my friend. And it has bear teeth just like me. I've had enough, and I'm going to send you to brains faster than you wanted. Yeah! I'm going to attack with my uh, uh, Claymore sword at Reverend Raz. All right, and you get to do it at a disadvantage. Remember, when you're attacking a player, you don't attack the target number. You attack Raz's AC. Okay? Right. Which is, for everyone that remembers, 12. And I use strength to attack? The 15. 15. God damn it. Wait, disadvantage. 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 Or 14. Right. Do your weapon damage. That's a D6 plus two. My weapon damage. No. Since it's a heavy claymore sword, it does ultimate damage. The D12 plus one. God damn it. Six damage. Ow. All right, now make me the wisdom save to break out of it. Natty 20. And you get a mastery hey. point for that. Whoa. You get a mastery point. Congrats, buddy. Oh, Reverend, who stabbed you? Jesus, buddy, that you doesn't did, look good. Asshole. You stabbed yeah. me. I don't remember it. And stop it. I don't have bear rage. You're an asshole. Whatever, man. All right, Raz. Your turn now. What do you do? Is it my turn? Yes, sir. Let's see. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna do vampiric ray, but I have to touch it. So I'm gonna run towards the floaty eyeball bitch and fucking raggle fargle and touch him. Nice. I nice. cast vampiric ray. All right, to cast it, you gotta beat the target number. So roll me um, a d20 plus your intelligence. So plus three, 16. So it says transfer effort rolled from their HP to yours. That's damage. Yeah. And I'm doing this as an intelligence spell, so my intelligence roll. Yes. Okay. Daddy hey! Wow! Get fucked, you stupid floating eyeball. What this means now is you get to do your magic plus ultimate. All right? So you do D10 plus two, D12 plus one. Two in a row. That's right, Suni. Fucking badass. And you get a mastery point. So remember that. Um, so roll me a D twin and a D twelve. 
Okay. So my energy and magic, right? Yeah. This five plus two, seven. Another detail. And then my ultimate. Which is a nine with a 17 damage. Raz. Ah. After Bomblin hits you and wakes up, you rush through the water and the sewer, kicking up God knows what. The bottom of your red cloak all dirty and shitty smelling in the hour you've been walking through this sewer. And you vampiric ray this thing to death. You stick your hand out and touch it and just completely suck the entire life out of it as it screams. Its eyes go into the back of its eye tubes and it falls down into the water. I imagine like just like my finger was like dirty and shitty from the sewer and I just touched it in, in the, the eye. eye. Like I just instantly eye. turned red. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, it's dead. You killed it. Congratulations. Now, you stand here at the three-way intersection. There's a ladder that goes up, and the sewers continue on for a little ways past where you stand. Well, they didn't say anything about the pretty boys not being in the sewer. At least the, that's what I remember. So wouldn't he still be down here? That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. So, DM, how much longer do we have until to complete this quest? Uh, right now, as soon as you decide which direction you're gonna go. Oh, this quest is a whole, not the episode. Um, right. You gotta find Tony. That's when the quest. Will yeah, be we right. gotta find Tony. He's gotta be in the sewers. Yeah. Push forward to the sewers. Deeper. Follow the purple markers. As you continue. Sewers eventually, like this main sewer tunnel, expands into like this tiny little circular hub that has a door. You can see they're like a pair of arrow slits carved into like the outer walls. Looking through them, it just kind of leads into darkness. And they're directly across from each other. There are two passages that continue on to the north and to the south. And there's a stone door that's set back into the wall. And... I know that might have been a little bit confusing, but when we come back next week, we'll have a map. So this is where we end our episode for the night. Ha ha! Ha Yes. I know. T357, you didn't get to do anything against that fucking enemy. Brand new crossbow. Didn't okay. even get to use it. Sorry. Bitch. But Sorry, will. my vampiric ray is a little OP. Raz yeah. Although... has a lot of pent up rage from getting syphilis from the poop water. Yeah. Where? I think Where? I would have changed the name of it from vampiric ray to like life suck or something. I don't know. Life suck. Life yeah, So we're life, doing a shorter grade. stream tonight, everybody. Um, a shorter episode for those of you guys watching on YouTube because uh, I was gone all weekend and I'm exhausted. And um, so I didn't have a lot of time to prep things. And, uh, and next week we're going to be back, though. It's going to be a normal scheduling programming. Um, so thank you guys for joining us. But those of you guys watching here live, we will be back in about five minutes for our short rest where we're going to look at clips and anything and everything that was submitted into Discord. If you guys made any clips or made anything over the course of the night, please submit it into Discord. If you have some ideas, some things you want to tell us about tonight, 
Drop it in the love, death, and dice section of the Discord, even if it's just a comment or an idea. Whatever. You can do whatever you want in there. Um, and we're going to come right back, look through that, do our leveling up, because these guys are going to get a milestone point, and uh, we'll be right back in a few minutes. Right. Right. And hit his book. <laughs> <laughs> 